Welcome to the Secrets of Earning Money show, where we focus on business, money, and mindset so you can take control of your personal financial economy and life. And I'm your host, Tasha Singleton. Today, we are here with a very special guest, Amy Liberty. She is the founder of My Virtual CFO and a trusted profitability advisor for six and seven figure businesses. With over a decade of experience in nonprofit and finance, she helps business owners who are ready to uncover their blind spots, get more profitable in their business, and create a better relationship with money based around fundamentals like bookkeeping, forecasting, and CFO work. And for those of you who aren't familiar with CFO, that is Chief Financial Officer work. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Great to have you. So, Amy, Mm -hmm. what is the most important lesson you have learned along your journey from a bankrupt young adult to a successful profitability advisor? Um, what I have learned is having a relationship with money is just as important as any relationship that you have with other humans, um, and, um, in any part of your life, um, money is, is a huge part of our, um, global economy. It's part of how we, uh, we live and to have a relationship with it is crucial to creating, um, the dream lifestyle that you have for yourself. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, a lot of people take their relationship with money for granted because they don't even think they have a relationship with money. They just know they have money or they don't. (laughs) Right. But I mean, even that is, is part of like having a relationship with money, right? If you choose not to have the relationship, then it's like an avoiding avoidance relationship. And that's still a relationship. But it's more of like the invitation, I think, that I find, um, I extend to my clients who um, come to work with me is the opportunity to create the type of relationship that they've always wanted to have, that they felt that it was, uh, it felt that it was possible, but just didn't know how to create it. Like, that's really where like the magic happens is really being able to facilitate that relationship uh, with my clients and their relationship with money and see it unfold. Cause it's wonderful. The transformation that you get to see. That's great. So Amy, tell me, what do you like best about what you do? You know, it, it really is the transformation. I, you know, um, many times clients are coming to work with me because they have built a business, they've scaled it. And they're at the point where they just have decided that either they're ready, they they've built the relationship and they're ready to outsource the like day-to-day financials to, uh, to me. Um, and then the other piece of it is they're coming because they have more questions than answers in regards to what's happening with their business financials. They have these audacious goals that they wish to, to go after and to achieve. And yet they have no idea how they're going to do it because they know that the finances is part of the equation to help create the the goal and the results, but they just don't, they haven't um, maintained, curated, created the relationship with money so that they understand, okay, how do I use 
these financials that I get in my business? How do I use them to help me create the results that I desire? So it's like really just like elevating their awareness around it. And then like just managing their money in terms of like getting them to the point where they're able to see, okay, here's what happened this month. And like them really understanding the framework and the story behind the numbers at any given period of time in their, um, in their financial history. Well, that sounds good. Right. So when would a business owner or entrepreneur know um, that it's time to outsource? Yeah. So this is a great question. And in, I feel like some of this really depends on the individual. So, um, and so before to answer that, I just want to go back one step and say, what I think is really important is that, um, is really understanding like your personal money story, because if there is any sort of money, um, trauma, if you will, if there's money scarcity, if there's money beliefs that you have that are holding you back from creating, um, to having that relationship with money, you want to create an awareness around that because you want to make sure that you don't jump into like outsourcing your financials prematurely because you're again, creating like, I need, I know this is important. I just need to get this off my plate. I want to like abdicate my responsibility. And so just being aware of the, the reasons behind you wanting to move it off of your, your plate is really important. And that's through that awareness of your money story. You know, one of the things that I find, um, happens quite a bit is there is, um, this, um, conversation about like revenue and how much money and like, whether it's like six figures, seven figures, like put, put whatever, like the, the metric, the vanity metric that you want to put in there. And there's such like, conversation about like, Oh, like be a six figure business. And yet like, there's not any conversation about like, how much money are you spending to create the six figures? How much do you have left over of those six figures you, um, after. And so what it really comes down to is like understanding that there's this awareness around it. So once you understand, like, I may not have any idea what to do with my financials and I need support around that working with someone like me to even just get the system started to teach you how to use the system so that you can then work the system until you get to a point. And I tend to see this revenue number anywhere from like, like the hundred thousand dollar mark, but usually at the $200,000 mark, where I start to see clients that are like, I know that there's more I can be doing. I know that like, I've gotten myself this far, but I know that I can get farther. And I know that my time is better well-spent creating and being the CEO visionary of the business rather than the person like doing the bookkeeping and figuring out all the things. So that's usually when I start to see people that want to outsource it, but I make sure that they're not outsourcing it coming to me in this energy of I'm really bad at math. I'm really bad at money. Like anytime I hear that, it's not that I'm not willing to work with clients like that. I totally am, but it's more of like creating that awareness that it's not, you're going to hand this over to me and we're never going to talk again. It's, oh no, we're going to, we're going to be in lockstep because I become a partner in your business to help make sure that the goals that you, you desire, that we have a plan in place from the financial side to get you there. Hey, that sounds good. So basically we can use this we talk about the comparison for tax time, whereas mm -hmm. people should be taking care of their um, their money, keeping up records of it daily or weekly or monthly, no less than quarterly. But 
they wait to the end of the year and they just bring you a shoebox full of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're saying, no, that's not how it works. You are going to do this like you're supposed to do weekly, monthly, quarterly. And we're going to have a good time because there's going to be minimal paperwork at the end of the year when you come to me for tax times because we're just going to be printing off reports, basically. Yeah. And essentially what you're going to be doing is a lot of the time is that, you know, if if anyone is working with um, somebody outsourced and they're receiving their financial reports every month, they're probably not looking at them. So as part of what I do is if you're someone who's working and doing the, the, the bookkeeping yourself, um, if you have the system in place, it's going to take you 15 minutes a week. It takes you a lot less time than you think it would if you just you know, manage it and just do it every single week. And then at the end of the month or however often you have a money date, a CFO date with yourself, um, you can turn around and there's like a list of questions that I provide. And it's like, okay, what's the answer to this question? And what you're doing is really flexing that muscle and really poking holes at the belief that you're bad at money, that you don't understand financials and all that, because we have taught you and we're like, you're, you're, we're making your brain familiar with business financials so that you understand exactly what's happening in your business. And then again, at the end of the year, when you're getting ready to prepare all of your financials for your tax filing, it's not a problem. It's going to cost you less money than doing what you just described, Tasha, which is like giving someone a box full of stuff. It's going to cost them. It's going to cost you more money because it's going to like somebody who's highly skilled, you're going to pay more to, to quickly get it done. Whereas if you were working with someone all along, or if you were implementing the system and executing the system all year round, that cost is not even going to be a factor in your, uh, uh, tax preparation part of your business. Yeah. And so, and that, and that was just an idea to give people to understand exactly what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to keep your records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So now Amy, you keep talking about a system. So, mm-hmm. and I know that you recommend that there's like five essential accounts for, um, entrepreneurs and business owners to have. Mm-hmm. And can you tell them a little bit more about your Profit First system and those five accounts? Sure. So Profit First is a um, a cash it's a cash flow system that is um, is a book written by Mike Michalowicz, but it's a cash flow management system that I implement with businesses. I'm a certified Profit First professional, and there's five basic accounts. And basically, what we are doing is we're taking all of the money that you receive from your clients. Uh, from sales and you put them in an income account. And then we recommend twice a month, uh, but sometimes you want to maybe curate it to like the time frame that works well for your business, whether it's around payroll time or if it's weekly, you get to decide, but we recommend at least twice a month, the 10th and the 25th of the month, and you allocate the income from a percentage basis so that you send them to the other four accounts, which is your owner's pay, your operating expense, your tax, and your profit. And the whole idea here is that you're taking your profit first. So you're always allocating your cash into a profit account because whatever is left over is what you can use for your operating expenses. Therefore, you are always going to be taking your profit first and therefore be a profitable business. If the cash is not available in the operating expense account, then it's an invitation for you to reconsider 
how you're making financial decisions in your business and whether or not they strategically align with what you're trying to create for yourself personally, as well as like being a profitable business, as well as keeping money aside for taxes. That is great. That is great. Because, you know, most business owners, um, we have accounts set up. We, we, we set aside our taxes like we're supposed to, but, uh, there's two accounts that you mentioned that I don't think most business owners have. And that is the owner account, because many people, when they're starting their business, they don't pay themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the profitability account, those two accounts don't usually exist for small business owners when, especially even when you're starting out, but yeah, that's something that's new that people have to get used to doing because you do need to pay yourself so that you can have a good living and your business and make sure that your business is profitable. So those accounts, I, I agree. Well, Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to mention was that, you know, let's just say that you decide that you have like created this amazing business. And while you love doing like, while you love your business, you may want to bring somebody in to take a piece of what you're doing. So if you're not already paying yourself, then when it comes time to like hire somebody, you really want to be thoughtful about how are you going to pay for them? And it very well might be like, okay, like if you're already in the habit of paying yourself, then like, if you decide to say, okay, half of what I'm doing as like the owner, I'm going to now allocate and hire somebody so that I, I get time freedom from my business. If you're already implementing the profit first system, that's just such an easy way to do it. It's not about having to like, like make more money in order to hire somebody else. You can then divert it and do other things within like that, that framework in order to create more, um, uh, financial stability in your business, as well as create the more time freedom that I think so many business owners desire, you know, they start businesses because they want to have like unlimited revenue and financial, but they also want to have time freedom and they want to be able to live their life according to what they, they like what their priorities are. And so there's like so much that can happen within like the scaling of it, when you're able to really think of it from a standpoint of like a mature, like profit first implementation. Yeah, that, that is very, very true. We want our time, but many of us are married to our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, that is a great way because you can actually make more money when you outsource some of those tasks. So even though you're paying the money to the person to take over the part of it for you, that frees you up for a time for enjoyment. It frees you up for time to work on your business instead of in your business. And by mm -hmm. working on your business, you do increase your profitability. Exactly. Well. Mm -hmm. I agree. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So Amy, can you tell me what are your top three financial recommendations for business owners and entrepreneurs? Yes. So the first one is that with your financials, you want to make sure it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter if you are just starting out. I invite you to be the future version of yourself in terms of the CEO. And what I, and, and what I invite you to do is do not commingle your money, your personal finances with your business finances, set up a business account and make sure that all the money is for your business is coming in and out of that account. I would love for you to see you set up profit first from the get-go, but even if it's just opening up that one account to get you started, I feel like that would, that is is like such an amazing, crucial step. 
The next thing I want to um, invite you to do is to have a solid bookkeeping system that is able to track both your income and your expenses. Being able to have that available to you just again, sets you up for success. So when you're further down the road on your entrepreneurial journey, you are not having to like take all the data that you've been storing in an Excel spreadsheet and stick it into that. You have it all already set in there. And again, it also puts you in a really great spot that if you decide to outsource your bookkeeping to start, you already have the system in place. And then finally, the last thing, which is what we started talking about at the beginning is curate a relationship with your financial, your financials, having a relationship with money and being able to see any sort of abundant mindset, as well as scarcity mindsets will help you because what I promise you will happen is you can, you can address any scarcity mindset that you have. What I have found in my experience through scaling my business is that some of my scarcity mindsets, they come up at different points, they might not be as strong as they were when you first start out, but they inevitably make an appearance. And it's just nice to have that awareness of like, oh, right, this is a money block that I've had. Nothing has gone wrong. I know that I am safe and secure and I have a plan in place and I can just hug that inner child in me that's just having a little bit of a, of a tantrum, if you will, but all is well. And being able to really have that sort of self-compassion with your relationship with money and to really curate it as that will help you tremendously as you go on your financial uh, journey as an entrepreneur. That was great. That was great. Um, many of us don't think about, as we said earlier, the, um, the relationship with money. But you have talked a lot about mindset. So I'm going to just assume that you feel mindset is important. And why do you think a business owner or entrepreneur's mindset is so important? Absolutely. I feel like your mindset um, is the secret sauce of your, of any sort of result that you're going to create in your business. And it is super important that you understand that that is part of it. I am a former competitive swimmer and I will tell you, I have, I was a distance swimmer. So I swam a lot over my 12 year career. And, um, what I have found is whenever I, um, had any sort of limiting belief of like, oh my gosh, this person's really fast. They posted a good time. Da, da, da. It had an impact on my time because I was setting myself up with self-doubt and that I was not capable of creating the desired result of the time. The same thing goes for when it comes to being a CEO of your business. If you don't think that you can create a financial result, or if you find yourself thinking like, I can't possibly charge that. No one will ever pay me for that. What that will do, those thoughts will create a feeling of scarcity. It will create a feelings of doubt and the, and what you can fill in the blanks. Like what are the actions that you're going to take? You may not take any actions. You might not take, like, you might not put yourself out there. However you market yourself, you may not meet people. You may not send the proposal. You may not, if you have a consult, say what your price that you really want to charge, you're going to play small. And what's the result going to be? You're going to think that you are like not able to create the financial result that you desire. Right. And it just like you keep your brain is like such an efficient little tool that it's constantly looking for the evidence of the repeat pattern uh, thoughts that you have. So if you understand that from the beginning, that your mindset matters, 
that you're going to be able to create any result that you want, but a result of, um, I'm never going to be able to charge that price will not create a result of your like first $10,000 month in, in revenue. If you are not like, if you have a thought of, I can't charge, um, I can't charge that price. So do you see how that can like play out? And so mindset is like, it's, it's really 80% of the deal. Like 20% is like the execution and the action, the 80%. It's like, it's all it's happening in here. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. As uh, the old saying goes, what it is, if you, you can believe it, you can achieve it, right? Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. So if you don't believe it, that means you're not going to achieve it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, are my favorite, Yoda. Mm-hmm. There's no try. <laughs> right, right. Well, and the other part too is just that like, I think that so often there's this like, this is like, this is impossible to like it happening. Right. So there's like here and there's here, and there's like a bridge that you have to build to get to this other side. Right. But that bridge is like these thoughts of like, instead of like, this can never happen to hmm, maybe it can happen. So it's like these little incremental things that you do to get to the other side. It's the same way of like creating a, um, a financial result in your business is the same as creating a weight loss goal and achieving it. It's the same as like creating any sort of result that you desire. It doesn't just happen like from here to here overnight. It's like a lot of like retraining your brain, how to think in order to execute your brain just takes some time to become familiar with the unfamiliar. And that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong, but if we're in constant pursuit and in belief of the possibility of the desired end result, we can get there. Right. You're right. So we just always have to work with the end result in mind, work our way backwards. The more positive we are, the more we believe we can do it, the more we believe we deserve it, the better we'll do. And the more likely we are to take the action. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't believe it, we'll feel like, oh, I'm not, I'll do it another time or I'm just not going to do it. But if we believe it, we're going to actually step up and do it because we have the confidence to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's great, Amy. So, um, Amy, mm-hmm. thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing your wealth of wisdom. So could you tell me what, what projects are you working on now? Yeah, so the, the biggest project that I'm working on right now is a group program slash course called the Finance Edit. And this is a course that I am working on where, um, you know, people who join have access to like learning how like I create systems and how I work one-on-one with my clients to, to create bookkeeping systems, to create financial goals, to like all of the different inner workings of like how to be your own CFO is what the finance edit has, as well as all the mindset work, which we talked quite a bit about today. The thing that's so great about it is that you learn the systems and all of my, like my entire recipe for how I do things. And you do so with like, we have open bookkeeping hours so that it creates the accountability for you so that you will show up and we all do our books together so that you have the, like you have a team and a community in order to feel like you can create a relationship with money because we have everybody here that's also creating relationships with money as well as group coaching so that if there is any sort of money mindset blocks that you have, you're able to get coaching during that, that time during the program. And so I'm really excited about the launch of that, which is coming later this year. And, um, yeah, so 
that's what I'm working on. Sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. And I wish you much success in that, but tell the audience how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So there's two ways. The first way is if you go to my website, myvirtualcfo.co, you can find out all of the things that are happening in my part of the internet world, as well as visiting me at Instagram at myvirtualcfo. Well, that's great. That's great, Amy. So, and remember, it is myvirtualcfo.co. Not dot com, but dot co. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Amy. And we'll be seeing you again soon. Thank you, Tasha. Thanks for having me. I just want to let everyone know about this new challenge. It's a free challenge that's going on from October 1st to December 31st of this year. It is called the Jump Start Your Savings Challenge. It's being hosted by the Black Women Empowering Finances and it's free. And this is a way to help you build your savings muscle. October is National Retirement Security Month. And since the number one fear is that people will run out of money, this is a way to help you jumpstart your savings and even build it as a muscle so you can go into 2022 and make it the best year ever for yourself financially. So come out and join Black Women Empowering Finances and you can register for free by going to www.blackwomenempoweringfinances.com and sign up today. We do meet at 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Central, for about 30 minutes every Friday night on Zoom. Look forward to seeing you there. And thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of Earning Money show. Come back and join us next week for a new episode.